0: Welcome into another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Frankie Cardiselli, Chris Watkins. As always, the Sacramento Kings, since we last recorded, have been absolutely ravaged by COVID nineteen. Uh, they have, I believe, like six players in the health and safety protocol. Now at seven, this point. seven now.
1: Seven. Portugal's very own uh, Nymaius Keita has been uh, added into protocols as of five minutes ago.
0: So that's. That's also a record for a Namiascada reference uh, in this podcast. We're getting
1: better. Yeah, I think we're getting better. But th- just to kind of chalk it up here, uh, that makes it Namiascada, De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, Alex Len, Marvin Bagley, Terrence Davis, and head coach Alvin Gentry mm-hmm. are all currently in COVID nineteen protocols. Uh, the team's been been taken. <laughs> the COVID hammer has come down. Yeah. On the Kings. Funny
0: enough, I think in our last recording, we mentioned like, oh, like, it seems weird that a lot of other teams have gotten ravaged. And then I think, you know, we had a couple unvaccinated and we haven't really gotten touched. And boom. I think we definitely jinxed it. Yeah,
1: for we, sure. We kind of, I think we talked about the, the Omicron variant. I think that mm-hmm. Omicron was like, yo, yo, what's going on? I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. He did the, the, the Cam Newton. I'm back. Uh, but it sounds like everybody's healthy, which is most important. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Gentry in particular, I know he, he's 67 years old and, and Doug Christie has said that Alvin is feeling way better. He's mm-hmm. feeling a lot lot better. Um, I would imagine some of these guys come back fairly soon, seeing that they entered protocols most of them five days ago now. Uh, so I would expect after Christmas we probably get some of these guys back, which is great, but for the time being, Kings are seven, man, seven men down.
0: Mm-hmm. We should also mention Rashawn Holmes is another one who's yes. been out this entire time with since his uh, he got that scratch. On, we don't even know if it's on his eye, under his eye, his eyelid, well, he, uh, he's, but he's wearing a patch. He's wearing a, a straight-up
1: eye patch. I want to say it was a laceration like above his eye, maybe yeah. on the eyebrow area. That's what it looked like in the photos of when the mm-hmm. blood it's, you know, not <laughs> gushing out of his face. Yeah. Not great photos to, no. to view, uh, but Rashawn, that right eye has taken a beating this year. Taking a beating um, so the Kings technically right now at this very moment are eight men down, eight men out. Baseball reference for you. The Chicago White Sox, Black, Black Sox scandal. Oh. You remember that? No. Oh. I was not born for that. You don't remember that? No. Eight men out? No. You haven't seen that movie before? Mm-mm. They, they,
0: they threw the World Series. And, I know what the Black Sox, like I know the, the history of the Black Sox. She was Sox, Joe Jackson. Yeah.
1: No, I don't. Feel I've the Dreams. never seen that movie. Never seen
0: Feel the Dreams either.
1: Okay. Anyways, bas- <laughs> basketball pod, basketball pod. Uh, the Kings are right now eight men out. Rashawn Holmes could come back tomorrow against, uh, we play yes. the Clippers tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. Doug made it seem like he, Rashawn was very close to coming back. He, he was questionable the past two games, but, um, known to me as Kada maybe no Rashawn Holmes tomorrow. That would make the Kings very thin at the center position. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say Rashawn probably will play tomorrow if Kada is in protocols and they have no one else, because that would leave literally just two centers on the roster. Um, that but, being Damian Jones and Tristan, Tristan Thompson. Thompson. That's it. That's yeah. it. They I don't think they even have anyone else that can remotely play center right now that's active. Yeah,
0: maybe slide over for, for uh, safety. That's yeah.
1: right. But point being, they are missing a lot of guys. Uh the, the past four games, they've they've done what they can. I know DeAaron played in that Washington game, but um we can go ahead and just look at the last two and and, and be specific. That the team has played well, all things considered. I think that they they played well. They they beat the Spurs, the same Spurs team who just completely embarrassed them earlier in the month, beat them by 20 plus points, and then last night against the Warriors, a very good Warriors team, even though the Warriors were missing Andrew Wiggins, the Warriors were missing Jordan Poole, Mm -hmm. the Kings come out and they play them hard 44 minutes, I believe it was a one or two possession game with five minutes left before the Warriors went on a 20 to Three run or something to end the game. Yeah, I was. Be- I mean, I was
0: watching that game, begging for it to like the Warriors to eventually just you know put us down, put us away. And they really fought in it until let. Yeah, like you said, like the last five minutes, it kind of got away from them. But it was a four point game. It was like ninety to ninety four at one point.
1: And uh yeah, I mean Golden State was just was just too much. Oh yeah. I mean Golden State, obviously uh Chris's favorite player last night, oh, Damian Lee, went 7 of 8 from the oh, field. Oh goodness. 4 of 4 from three point range. Damian Lee, I would have to look up look it up, but his numbers against the Kings, it just seems like he always I'll look him up right now. does something. Uh Draymond Green triple-double last night. Steph Curry, even though he wasn't fantastic in the first half, finished strong, 13 of 27 from the field, 30 points. Um it, it, it was it was not the worst-case scenario, in my mind. The Kings could have easily lost that game by 30-plus points, especially how the early, how it wasn't early going. What do you see about Damian Lee?
0: He actually Damian Lee's actually a pretty solid player. I know he's you and I are not the biggest fans of Damian Lee, but the man has actually put up some pretty good points against some teams, uh, notably most. He averages 18.2 points a game against New Orleans in five games that he's played against them that you think he... He kills us. Oh my goodness! If Damian Lee was averaging eighteen points, he's averaging nine nine point five in his ten games against the Kings, which is he's he's played the Kings most more than any other
1: opponent. But um, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, because he's been in Golden State for five years now. Yes, um, no, but all things considered, last night uh, they they played hard, forty four minutes. Things got away late. I think we all expected that because beyond the starters last night, I think up until garbage time. No nobody on the bench scored a point except for Mo Harkless. And then they they brought in the bench guys and Jamias Ramsey got a garbage time bucket. Justin Robinson got a garbage time bucket. Um but when you get zero points from your bench over 45, 44 minutes of, of playing time, you're probably not gonna win the game. Uh and I know that when they played when they played the Spurs, it was a similar kind of ordeal against San Antonio, the Kings bench. Uh but other than Damian Jones scored eleven points. Damian Jones might have single handedly yeah. saved that game. Where
0: did that come from? I mean, Damian Jones to hit two he was two for two from three. Both of them didn't look terrible. He was very confident in shooting them. Uh you know, we've seen him in, practice. Yeah, in they, practice. yeah, they they do, you know, their little shooting drills and, you know, I guess they don't look bad, but for it to actually transfer into game, like, I'm not saying I want Damian Jones taking that shot, but kind of like what we've seen with Alex Len this year, where it's like, if he can shoot that and hit that on whatever, 33% efficiency. Yeah, I'll take it. You know, he takes 10 throughout the season. Something I'd like to see Rashawn Holmes do. A lot of the time he just kind of is, is standing at the top of the key and people play off him. I think Rashawn's shown the ability in the past um, to hit down that shot and I, I'd like to see him take it. But um, yeah, what a game from Damian Jones. Absolutely crazy. I think that was his career high in points, right? With 23 yeah, and eight he, rebounds, yeah, too. eight rebounds, um, it's everything we have. Every time Damian Jones comes in, it seems like he impresses. Yeah, it's awesome. Except last night. Except but, for last night. But except, that was the know, first game he struggled. Yeah. I think all night. But I mean, it was. He's in the game plan at this point. Well, it, honestly, he yeah. really might be at, at. You know, with with how
1: low the Kings Shallow are. There, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, last night he only took one shot and he missed it. Four rebounds, <laughs> twenty one minutes, but twenty one minutes didn't score a bucket. That that kind of is is a problem. But yeah. um, all things considered. I I don't think we can sit here and say, well, the Kings let the game go late. They blew it. They lost. Who cares? No, they, they, they did the best that they could. They're missing eight people playing the Warriors. And I know the Warriors are down guys too, but the Warriors down Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole are still a very, very good team. And the Kings played them hard for 40 minutes. And granted, a huge reason that the Kings played them so well was because of Tyrese Halliburton, who is, as Doug Christie said last night, he's growing up right in front of our eyes. And this last three-game stretch has really kind of made him have to grow up fast because without him playing the way that he's playing, I don't know if, if... Well, the Kings for sure don't beat San Antonio. They for sure don't even compete last night against the Warriors. And then, of course, the Memphis game is the Memphis game. But um, what do you think about Tyrese right now? Do you think that he is, is making the case that he belongs at he belongs at the position of primary distributor on this mm-hmm. team. Yeah, I think so. I
0: think it it helps him succeed the most, which I think obviously is most beneficial for the team. Um, I don't. It's going to be tough the balancing act of playing him and De'Aaron once De'Aaron comes back. It's we've seen it all year. I mean, they, it's kind of like how we used to talk about how Bogey and, and Buddy could never play well on the same night. I think it's their games don't. Fully naturally complement each other, and so they're just going to have to work through it. But I mean, with with the way that Tyrese has been able to lead this group of of depleted guys, and and with the exception of of the uh, that Memphis game, kind of keep it close. Um, I think that speaks wonders to how he's able to create for not only himself because we've seen him hit some crazy step back shots uh, the past couple games, but also create for others. He's gotten ten plus assists in all three games. Um, not that De'Aaron isn't capable of doing that, but just the way that he's been able to create those shots has been—it's—it's it's one of those things that when you look at his ten assists with your eyes, like it's just the eye test. He—he he looks like he's creating better shots for people. You know, he—he's using his passing ability to to find guys, and and he's—he's he's just been special the past three games.
1: Um, the shot creation too, though, like, when you pointed that out, that really was—I wanted to kind of talk about that too. We're not seeing him just kind of park in the corner like yeah. we had before, and hopefully De'Aaron finds him or or the natural flow of the offense finds him an open shot. He's knocking down step backs, like dirty step backs over defenders. Like last night he hit a couple. Uh, he hit one over our old friend Nemanja Bielica. Yeah. Then he hit another one over, I want to say it was over Damian Lee mm-hmm. or maybe even yeah, Curry. That was, yeah, that was the filthy one. And, and he, he's done it all against San Antonio too. He's getting a lot more aggressive with his shot taking and that's what people have wanted to see from from him so much. And even if you look at not just the past three games, you can look at the past, let's see, the past 10 games. He's taken 12 field goal attempts per game. Tyrese is averaging 15.4 points, almost five rebounds, 8.2 assists and 1.6 steals over the the past 10 games. This is all while shooting 50% from the field and 46% from three, mind you. So... When we look at what he's what he's doing right now, the 20 and 10, I don't think we can expect Chris Paul numbers, like prime Chris Paul numbers, but those numbers right there, that could be, I don't want to say Tyrese's ceiling, but if Tyrese Halliburton goes his entire career averaging 15, four, and 8 in 1.6 steals on 50% from the field and 40 plus percent from three, I think we all would be okay with that. If that was his ceiling. Because I don't think many of us are, exp- at least his ceiling with De'Aaron Fox on the roster, that's mm-hmm. where that problem comes yeah. back.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say, in the past three games specifically, he's taken the most field goal attempts of that he has all season. He's taken 16, uh, 19, and then 18 last night. He's only touched 16 once before this season. That was earlier against Utah. Besides that, I mean, we how many times this year? He had the stretch of games where he had single digits. I think it's just... I mean, it's obvious when he is the main ball handler, he's got the ball in his hands more, but it forces him to, I think he described it as being in the, he makes more decisions when he's got the ball in his hand. I think the more times that we can have Tyrese Halliburton making decisions on, especially in the half court where the team has struggled this year, I think the better. Um, Because like I said, he's just, he's doing so well at finding guys who are open and can hit the shot Um right away. And I think it's just with De'Aaron. and it's kind of like a, he attacks first and then tries to find what's going on or he's just not aggressive and not finding everybody. And at least this way we're making sure Tyrese is getting his touches. And, and I think that's going to be key because too many times this season we've seen just one guy perform well and, and, you know, Harrison will score nine points a game or something like that, or Tyrese, like we said. So, um, I just think it's it. It would be a better way of of
1: everybody getting involved because I can't imagine De'Aaron Fox just not getting his touches. No, and he's going to, which is why. And again, Dearn and I'm not. I don't have any sources or anything. I think he'll be back. Yeah, by the game after Christmas or the game after that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he'll be out. I don't think these guys are going to be out too long. It just seems like they're all doing well in the ten day period. Also, end on the 25th. Sorry so, to cut you off. A pretty good.
0: unfortunate time for this to happen. I mean, they had what this all started on Friday. And then, or for them, to, was it Thursday, Friday? for For them to have three games in this short amount of yeah. time and not you back know, to back. Yeah, I mean, what two weeks ago we were just talking about how they had like a week off with you know one one or two games, and now they're playing in like the most compacted stretch of their schedule, and uh, it's it's just of course it would happen this way, but um, you know I would say all things consider if if you were to ask me before all this happened or after the news comes out that they all have. I have entered health and safety protocol, but before the games happen, I would be like the season's over. I mean, like we're about to go O of or one in whatever, and for them to play, not only play how they have played, but obviously to get the results, it's it's been it's been inspiring, honestly, because I I was so ready to give up on this team completely, and for them to show some pulse, I think it's time for us to also give some credit to Doug Christie. Oh who God. You know, I mean, I'll be the first to admit before the season or when Luke got fired, when Doug's name was being thrown around, I wasn't a fan of not fan. I shouldn't say fan because I'm a huge fan of Doug, but I didn't want Doug to be put in a situation that I felt was a, just too much adversity. I mean, it would have been too difficult for him to come in and and try and you know put the weight on the shoulders to flip the season, flip the team around, but. Should should learn to never doubt that man because here's the thing he's just pulled such great performances out of
1: everybody that has played for sure and I think we all were fair to be skeptical yeah from a standpoint of Doug Christie played NBA basketball at a high level one of the highest levels he was one of the premier defenders in the league he played for a very good team guarded Kobe in the Western Conference yeah. Finals his and- his job every night was to guard the best player for years uh, four time All Defensive Player. Made a career. He's Doug Christie. We all we all know him. We all know and love Doug. It's fair for us to sit there when those reports came out and say, wait a minute, he was hosting an afternoon show where we're sitting right now. <laughs> Literally yeah. where we're sitting right now, he was hosting an afternoon show four or five months ago. That doesn't mean he doesn't know basketball. That doesn't mean he's not fit to do what he's doing today. Yeah. Obviously, he's proving that because when he was hired as an assistant coach, I think everybody thought, wow, that's a great opportunity for him because he's such a smart, smart basketball mind mm-hmm. and It'd be good to watch him grow and he can start that process while he's still relatively young. I don't think he or anyone else expected to be thrown into that chair in the amount of time it took. Not even a full month and a half, a Mm -hmm. month, month and a half, maybe some change of experience on NBA bench. He's been head coaching this team for Mm -hmm. the past three, four games. And I know Gentry's been helping him out. He mentioned in a post game press conference that Gentry was talking to him at halftime through FaceTime which I don't know if that's legal. NBA, may, maybe give us some info yeah, on that. Um, but he did say that. And Doug's done a damn good job, mm-hmm. all things considered, of, of leading this team. And you see him out there last night at the half. Uh, Buddy made a horrible decision. Shocker, I can't be specific. Well, I can't yeah. be specific. He was driving <laughs> down the lane and flung up a ball that hit the bottom of the rim. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, and Buddy was 0-7 in the first half. And the, the last shot we saw on TV was Doug pulling him aside with his arm around him and was like talking. And Buddy was kind of, I don't know if he was pleading his case or what, but I think Doug was encouraging him. It looked like Doug was encouraging him, not getting on him, like we've seen, encouraging it. him not to shoot the ball anymore, <laughs> be encouraging him not to take <laughs> dumb shots. But yeah. buddy, I'm not saying this is the whole reason why buddy had his hot streak in that third quarter. Yeah. But buddy goes goes off in the third and scores 15 points, knocks down five threes. Um, but Doug's done a great job. Doug's done as good a job as you could imagine someone doing. Mm-hmm in this spot, which is you're being thrown into the fire. Half the team's missing, the coach's yeah, missing. We take
0: away your best player, we take away Two of your head coaches. Two of your head yeah your head, head coach and assistant. your you know your yeah your assistant and uh good luck. Good go out oh, there and oh and your best player. And your yep, your and, best player and, and I your mean center. your center. Yeah. And uh and so, like four other rotation pieces. Yeah. And you're good gonna luck. start a second year guy who, you know, has I won't, I won't say Tyrese has struggled, but he has not. Inconsistent. You know, yeah, he, he's still trying to find himself. And he has, this is to me the the, the craziest thing of all is Tyrese has found himself in these games, uh, in these games that Doug has coached. And I guess it's it's a trial by fire kind of thing. And, and it might have been exactly what he needed. But um, we really haven't seen Tyrese, even in his rookie year, just kind of be. He was, I think there was a couple games his rookie year where he played and De'Aaron didn't. And so he would have to start. But in, even in those games, it wasn't, all right, Tyrese, like this is the the wins and losses are going to be dependent on how you play. Um, and I think we've seen him and Doug's relationship in these past four games. I don't want to, you know, read too much, but like, you know, obviously there's the, the meme of him and Doug looking up at the scoreboard and, you know, his arms around him and stuff. And I think. Um, even since Tyrese has been drafted, people have compared him and Doug a lot. And I think it's just cool to see that dynamic play itself out. And I really think uh, the players are to, to bring it back to Doug. I just think the players are really, really, I mean, they're just playing for him. They're playing hard for him and they, they want to see Doug succeed and they know how much it means to not only him, but the the city. And I don't think that's the main reason why they're, they're deciding to play well, but um, it definitely helps. And, and for them, for Doug too, I think he's doing a great job of, you know, besides the the rose petals and everything on the outside, I think he's actually doing a good job of coaching the team and and putting in lineups that we hadn't seen before. I thought that we had seen every single lineup combination possible, and I think in the first game he threw out like a an Alex Len, Damian Jones. It might have not been Alex Fox. yeah. It was so yeah. random, and I was like, "All right, Doug, like, I, I guess so." We're tapping in, um, but I mean that's been out of necessity. I mean the the Kings literally. Um, signed Justin Robinson the day of their game, and then Doug isn't afraid. I, I don't know if they had like practiced with him before or something, but Doug threw him out there and, and gave through. him a shot. They had, they had yeah. a walk
1: through, I think, but even a walkthrough is yeah. nothing compared to full speed. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's tough. It's mm-hmm. been tough on a lot of people. I mean, and Justin Robinson too, but mm-hmm. uh, Doug, all things considered, there's nothing more you can really want from him. Also, the team's 500 since yeah. he's been in this spot, so. Um, Obviously the guys that are out in Alvin Gentry hopefully will, will be back in the near future but uh I think Doug has proven he he's capable. I don't want to say he's capable of being an NBA head coach full time but mm-hmm. I think he's we can he's on the way. Yeah. He's, he's definitely on the way. yeah,
0: he's on the way and it's not nearly as crazy as what I or what I think a lot of people might have thought even even last week. Like I think uh I'm just continue to be incredibly impressed by Doug Christie in all aspects of life. I is mean, it, that fool, he, I don't, I don't know what he's not, if he's good at coaching too, I really don't know what that man isn't good at. Doug for commissioner. that man, I'd be down for it. I would be, I would make the posters because <laughs> I'm down for anything. Doug, that guy is, is, a, is an A plus human and would just want to see that guy succeed. We get so. to this
1: point every year where we we're 32 games into the season. Almost, and yeah. I, I, we're a little over a third of the way through the season. Um, Coming up on the midway point, actually. Coming up on the midway point uh, in the next couple of weeks. But it just I, I start looking back at things and thinking, was that really this year? Like, was Luke Walton really the head coach of the season? It does not, mm. I don't even remember really what it felt like. I know a lot of you out there that don't like Luke Walton are saying, how could you forget? I just – <laughs> it feels like it's been for, forever. That Utah game was on November 20th. It's been over a month. It's been about exactly a month since they fired Luke Walton. What a long month since the, the Puke-Walton game, <laughs> the firing – uh, but yeah, if you look at the last 10 games and yeah, that, that's kind of a butter knife, a little bit of a butter knife stat, but, uh, the Kings are 500, so 500 over a 10 game sample size. Is it great? No, it's not the best considering that there are some games in there, like the Charlotte game that, that could change some things. Um, the Memphis game, the Kings were in it and they, they fell out. Toronto game was ugly. The Cleveland game was, uh, was horrifying. Uh, it's just, you, yeah. this team, is It's going to be hard for them to fall out of the plan race. It's going to be very hard for them to fall out of the plan because, like you said, how giving up on them, even if people want to give up on the Kings right now or they feel like, oh, my God, they, they if they lose two of the next three, they're still virtually tied for the 10th spot right now. They're tied, and they're three and a half games back of the five seed but they're also two and a half games back of the last spot in the West. So it's going to be one of those very strange seasons where whoever gets hot at the right time is going to be playing postseason basketball. We'll call the plan postseason basketball. We don't have to call it the playoffs, but it's going to be very hard. It might take one of those eight, nine game losing streaks for the Kings to fall out of it mm-hmm. at this point, but that's very possible of happening. I'm not saying that's not impossible. We've seen that is very, very possible. Um, but there's so much basketball to be played, and it's going to take a move. We've talked about how it's going to take a move. It really is. This, this roster is, I think, 11, 12 spot worthy right mm-hmm. now, and that's where they are. So a lot of basketball have to be played, but it's going to be hard to fall completely out of the play race, so I'd strap in everybody. Yeah, that's if that doesn't make you feel better, I don't. I don't know what will. Um,
0: we talked a little. Should we just dive into? I mean, there's been a lot of trades. There's, I, not. We're not even going to talk trades, it's but discussion. we just want to. We just yeah, we want to put our put our stamp on, on how we feel about all the, the chatter going on. on. Um, you know, obviously on on social media, there's a lot of um, deer and fox. Again, we'll call it chatter. People people are starting to wonder. Oh, especially with the with the play of Tyrese recently. Wow, I'll try and say that five times fast. Um, I'm gonna try that. Maybe this team should try and leverage De'Aaron Fox's value and and turn him into something that maybe we can build around Tyrese. Obviously, um, Ben Simmons has been floated out there. Um, Demontis Sabonis has been floated out there. I don't know if Miles Turner would. I don't know if De'Aaron for Miles Turner would happen, but uh, you know Miles Turner has been a player that that has been rumored to this team for a while. Um, there's even Jalen Brown buzz. I don't know if that's direct to De'Aaron, but there's at least some chatter that that Jalen Brown may be on the block. Um, how, I'll ask you first because we can just spiral off of that. How, how do you feel about um, just the the prospect of De'Aaron Fox? being moved, not necessarily for a specific piece. We can get a specific later.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of last night was – my mind was racing about it, and you never want to overreact to a small sample size. I mean, Tyrese has been playing very well, like we've pointed out, over the past 10 games. I mean, the, pa- the past three has been playing like a like a franchise guard, and I don't know if a 2010 is sustainable, but I think when it comes down to De'Aaron and Tyrese playing together, I – I want to see some more. I want to see more of it. I don't want to just call it because of a bad three games I mean, four game. I mean yeah. If you look back to even last season, Tyrese was primarily a bench guard. He he came off the bench more than he started. This season is 30 games is not really a small sample size, but I want to see more. Tyrese is 21 years old. DeAaron just turned 24. They're both under team control for four or five more years. I don't know if they're necessarily the, the the big problem here with this team. De'Aaron needs to play better defense. We all know that. His defense has kind of slipped over the past season plus. But I think that the the prospect of De'Aaron and Terry's playing together and working is enticing to me enough to that I wouldn't want to make a move now unless, and I say unless, that move was for an all-star talent. And I'm talking to you like a all-star, all-star talent, which we've mentioned Jalen Brown. I'm not sure if Boston would make that move, but if there was a hypothetical deal that swapped De'Aaron for Jalen Brown, I probably would be okay with it. Uh, The Ben Simmons move is one that I think a lot of people—I think its truly, truthfully, I think it's the most realistic move. I think the most realistic Mm -hmm. deal that the Kings can make this season would be for Ben Simmons. But what does that solve? It brings in a defender that's great who can guard a bunch uh, of—pretty much every position. That's great. But you take away 25 points per game, and how do you, how is that going to be replaced? Because and that's gone, I don't understand who, who picks up the slack. I don't think Tyrese, we can expect 25 points per game from Tyrese. Um, I don't think we can expect 25 points per game from Ben Simmons. The, the, the defense will help. The defense will kind of outweigh that a little bit um, or level it out. But um, I do think I'd like to see the Kings and De'Aaron and Tyrese spend a little more time together before they make a move. Because they are so young and they are controlled. Um, Tyrese is on a rookie scale contract for I think three more years. It, it, it's there's no reason to blow this thing up just yet. Now, if we get to the end of the season and the Kings are twenty nine and fifty three, and and these guys both play the remainder of the season out together, yeah, I mean maybe it won't work, mm-hmm. but um, I'm ready. To, I want to see it a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's definitely fair for all the points that you. You mentioned, and I think a big thing with trading specifically, we'll, we'll just touch on Ben uh, for Simmons would be, I think if they, if it's, even if it's just a straight up swap, which I don't think it, I don't think there's any chance in, in hypothetically. Yes. I don't think there's any chance that it would actually be a straight swap, but if it were a Dearn for, for Simmons swap, I don't necessarily think that the lineup is, is one that makes a lot of sense. It's then Halliburton, Who? Yeah, he's shown he can shoot, but also we're. I think the reason why he's playing so well right now is because the ball is in his hands so much. Um, That's obviously a huge part of Ben's game is his playmaking. Uh, Buddy probably be at the two. Buddy would yeah have to start at the two at that point. Uh, Harrison at the three. It's just it's not. It doesn't really solve anything. I think I think you said that. Like it just it it's different. I don't necessarily know if different is always better. It it would, of course, take Ben some time to get re readjusted. uh, Because, yeah, he has to get readjusted to playing basketball and he has to uh, readjust. He has to adjust to being on a new team, new roster. Now, presumably, being the face of the franchise. Um, Just a lot of weight on his shoulders for him to come in and, and, you know, expect to be a superstar again. Um, Yeah, I I don't think that that would make the team very, you know, any better it is does that turn us into a guaranteed six seven seed I wouldn't even say yeah to that like I just I don't it's a different team it's just not it's not necessarily a better team Um, when you talk about you know someone like Sabonis or something like that that's where I start to get excited because he's got the scoring he's got the rebounding he's got the passing ability obviously the Kings need defensive help but you know that can come in in other forms if you're getting somebody who does that amount of things it's okay um, Jalen Brown would be excellent. I would love to see Jalen Brown here. I think Jalen
1: Brown's a better player than De'Aaron Fox. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I don't think it is anymore. I think we yeah. said it before on here. I think I looked it up during a pod of a couple of weeks ago, and I said, is that still a discussion? Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. He's averaging 22 points per game, five boards, 45 from the field, 40 from three. As the second option. As the second option. Yeah. And that's why I think the Celtics could eventually move on mm-hmm. from not Tatum. I'll yeah. from Tatum I think <laughs> Brown they've
0: always in, in Boston had a oh no this isn't Batman and Robin it's Batman and Batman or Batman and Super like no like nice. oh, it's just it there's you know there's a Robin we all know yeah who it you, is. and you have to eventually if you if you want your team to to play optimally you have to eventually fall in line just I mean Tatum's... you even saw you know to an extent you know Dwayne Wade had to do that Steph Curry for sure had to do that when Kevin Durant was there you just eventually, and I think Jalen Brown has done that, but um, you're holding him back from what he he. I'm sure he wants to be and and
1: you know can show. Yeah, he's 25 years old. He wants to, I think, be the guy mm-hmm. at some point. I think everybody kind of wants their shot at being the guy, um, and sometimes it doesn't work out. So,
0: do you remember when Jalen Brown was drafted?
1: Yeah, like were you were you high
0: on him? I I wasn't. I think that he personally. went he went a couple picks he before went we, four. I think yeah yeah uh, three he went
1: three three. Which I thought he went four too. Yeah. Uh, it went Simmons, Ingram, Brown, Bender, Dunn, Heald. I was hoping he would fall to eight, and that was just not possible. Yeah. There was no way. And then when Jamal Murray was was going seventh, I was super excited. The Kings were going to get him at, set, at eight, but um, then of course, you know, we got Papianas instead, and and Papianis's jersey will be retired in Sacramento someday. Uh, but no, I was high on. I was definitely high on Jalen Brown. He played Cal guy. Uh, played a lot of games close close to where we live here, um, so his his name obviously had a lot of buzz surrounding him. Um, I really thought he was going to be like a Tyreek Evans, but in the sense of like
0: he couldn't shoot, but he was excellent at drive. I he feel was like so hyper athletic.
1: Comparisons about him coming out of college yeah. was Tyreek. Yeah, he wasn't
0: nearly the ball handler that Tyreek was, but I remember being like, I, his shot was ugly, and I was like, I, I I see the driving capability. a lot like you know he's more like a lot like Anthony Edwards as a prospect. Where it's like, oh, this guy's like a freak athlete, but he's raw. I don't know. Right? Yeah, he's super raw. I don't know if he's going to be able to, to uh, you know, round out his game. And he definitely has. He's a great shooter now. He's a top tier defensive player. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to have him on our team. I think, uh, even sliding him over to the three. I don't know if, if how much he's played three in Boston, but I think. Uh, I would like to see him and and you know he, Harrison or something like that.
1: He's played forty four percent of his his time at shooting guard fifty percent at small forward. I like that and a little tiny bit at power forward because that's
0: the one versatile position that we don't have we have people who can play three and slide over to the four mo and 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 uh harrison but we don't and really haven't had someone in a while who can play the two but also slide over to the three at a high I, level yeah bogey i guess ideally but buddy. like he's like six six couldn't guard buddy is six four that was the death the death
1: baby. lineup we talked about last year was mm-hmm. De'Aaron, tyrese buddy harrison rashawn and that's a lineup i still am okay with mm-hmm like I'm okay with that lineup. I think now we see Davion we, in more. We,
0: yeah, we. I was gonna say I think that's just we don't. Like it's good because we. I don't think we have any better options than that. Like
1: those are our five no, best don't. players. We don't. The, the Kings are. They're very thin yeah. at the four position, and that's why I think that their biggest need. They're not thin at the guard position. They have three guards mm-hmm. now, that you can make an argument. Well, obviously, De'Aaron's on argument. He's a he's a very very talented guard. Tyrese is is taking that leap right now. Davion Mitchell, I've been thoroughly impressed with him over the yeah. past, you know, until he went out. Which is Man, it's unfortunate he went out. Doesn't he, it suck he's that he's well.
0: out right now, to where he would have gotten so much? I mean, he would probably be he'd playing be thirty minutes a game. I, right think now. Yeah. I think he'd be starting over Buddy because yeah. they yeah. want
1: to keep Buddy off on the bench for his production. His fir- in his first game, Doug started Davion.
0: I, th- I think that yep. absolutely would have happened. Um, yeah, and Davion was yeah. playing so well, Him, too. It, honestly, Marvin Bagley, too. It would have been great to see Marvin, Marvin just be forced, was, yeah. spoon-fed these opportunities yeah. because these are the times where we could see, like, all right, can Marvin get us, like, 20 points in you know, you know, know, two of these games Again, or something it, like that? It feels that.
1: like it's been forever since since I've seen these guys. Yeah. And Davion, not a small sample size, 11 games. It's a long time in the NBA. It's an over-eighth of the season. 11.4 points, 3.6 assists. Forty four percent from the field and thirty eight percent from three. He was playing well. Those are his la- his,
0: his last, last eleven games. games. Yeah, yeah, he was
1: playing well until he went out. Um double figures in most of those games. Mm-hmm. Uh his shot selection has gotten a lot better. The three point shots that we've we've seen, they were starting to fall. Thirty eight percent is definitely that's mm-hmm. no slouch mm-hmm. of, of of a stat right now. Especially there. for
0: somebody who had potential to be a or you know, we weren't sure if he was if it was a one year
1: anomaly. Like it's good to see, like, yeah, he's not a bad shooter. No, you he, know he the shots look good when they go up, mm-hmm. and they're starting to fall. And then, of course, it's just the most inconvenient time. But um, the Kings, when they have these guys all back, I think they're going to be enough to be in the hunt. But like we've talked about, a deal will have to come at some point. Mm-hmm. Will it be Buddy Heald and Marvin move for a, a lower rotation player? Will it be a big swing-for-the-fence move and, and putting one of De'Aaron, mm-hmm. Davion, or Tyrese in a deal? That could happen. They're they're the most deep at the guard position um I think
0: our most interesting trade chip but also the least likely to get moved is probably Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of teams could definitely talk themselves into, yeah, like we could really use a guy like that and would be willing to give up something semi substantial for it. But then you as the Kings, you know, you would kind of be left with a huge gaping hole in your lineup. So I, I don't know if they would actually do it, but I think, you know, you could if you're if you're looking for, oh, maybe we can get somebody, you know, like um not Kyle Kuzma, but somebody who's like, oh, maybe he has a little bit more than what he's shown. I think Harrison's the kind of guy that can get you that, because obviously if you're trading De'Aaron or Tyrese, maybe Davion, like you're probably going to try and get something substantially, you know, like, oh, a, a proven product, I should say.
1: Well, we talked about it as far as if, you, if the Kings want to make a move right now, they need to add bodies to the roster. They need to kind of shore up their defense. Daniel House is on the market. We yeah. talked about with Brendan Nunes about Daniel House, how he he is on the he's on the market. Mm-hmm. That could be just a little little addition right there. I know the Kings are, are starting to make some additions to their roster on 10 days and, and what have you, but um, I don't know what move is going to come. Again, we talk yeah. about it. We we can only speculate. But I just to kind of put a pin in it, I would like to see De'Aaron and Tyrese play a little more together before we we blow it up mm-hmm. uh blowing up other aspects of the roster is fine by me um obviously i think buddy and marvin are one or both will probably be gone by february but i would like it if those guys if though if other moves are made before we trade one of De'Aaron or Tyrese, that's just the way I, I i feel if we were to make a move doesn't matter what scale what what
0: attributes would you like to
1: see the team bring in We'll need a wing. Need need a wing. I don't know who is out there or who is available again. That brings us back to the Kyle Kuzma thing. If we had Kyle Kuzma on this roster with Harrison Barnes and and Montrezl Harrell and maybe DiVincenzo, if if these hypothetical deals that went through happened, the Kings would be – I think they'd have a good roster. Yeah, they would have great depth. They would have great depth. If you look at the fact that DiVincenzo, Kuzma, and then you have Harrell probably instead of Len – um, that's a, that's the depth The Kings need. They need a Kyle Kuzma type on the roster. They need a long wing who can play three or four. Like we talked about. Um, so I don't know who's out there and what kind of move they can make. I'd have to do some research, but, uh, obviously I don't think the Kings are going to look to acquire any guards. I don't I don't know if they're going to look to acquire any center help unless mm-hmm. it is Sabonis, And that'd be a move that probably would send one of De'Aaron or Tyrese out of Sacramento. Uh, I think the Kings need to do their best to shore up their rotation, shore up their forward depth. And what that looks like and what it costs remains to be seen Mm -hmm. because it depends on the caliber of the player. But I would expect that they target someone in the small forward, power forward demographic. Yeah, I
0: think they definitely need a wing. And they need a wing. And it is dependent. I think I've said this before. It's dependent on who they get rid of, especially if they trade Buddy. Like, that wing is going to have to be able to shoot. To sum they don't have to be a you know, a nine threes a game, taking nine threes a game, or, um, but they just need to have the ability to shoot because if you take Buddy off, then you have nobody who's really you know, hoisting up threes, and they would at least need to fill that in throughout the team. Um, they definitely need defensive. I, it's that's the thing is like, I don't want to say, oh, they need a wing who can shoot, play defense, and pass like. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, so would everybody else. We could use that. But when I watch the team, like, those are the three things that they really, like, they're lacking is another wing to play either alongside or to substitute Harrison. They need somebody else who can hit a shot because there'll be nights that we've seen where nobody can hit a shot, especially if Buddy's just, Buddy's done less, less of the completely chucking it up. And I think that's due to the coaching changes. But we need shooters. Um, and in defense is an obvious one because yes the team is no longer the worst defense in NBA history but I believe we're still like 29th or 28th
1: in the league. Yeah, they're 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 at the bottom of the barrel. Um Buddy his field goal percentage is still under 40%, which is not great. His three point percentage has kind of jumped, not kind of it has jumped to 38% from 35. Um Buddy isn't kind of a heater right now. Over Buddy's last 7 games He's shooting 44% from the field, 47% from three, 18 points per game. So, seven-game sample size right there, but Buddy is turning it back on. Um, when he is knocking down shots, the Kings play a lot better. And like you said, if they do make a move that includes Buddy, who's going to be the shooter? Who who steps up and becomes the shooter? I don't know if Jemias Ramsey can fill that role right now. I don't know if Tyrese can just shift to being just only a shooter. He's a playmaker. He's the best with the ball in his hands, and he's, he's making plays. So... I'll tell you who wants to fill that role. Chibasee Mattu.
0: <laughs> I will say I'm I'm always hard on Chibasee but he has he has played well in these stretch of games that that they have needed him to. Um I think he's he's gotten 10 rebounds pretty consistently at, when he starts um and also getting near that like 16 to you know t- 10 plus points a game pretty regularly when he gets the minutes. Um and I've noticed he has gotten a lot slower on his trigger, which is great. And even, uh, I can't remember which, it might have been the San Antonio game. He was really, like, actually pump faking to set something up. Like, it was, and I think he, that was the game where I think he's looked best all season. Um, Maybe to, I was honestly thinking, like, some Galaxy Brain level stuff where he was just chucking it up with reckless abandon, so it's on the scouting report, like, this guy does not pump fake. And, now, and, he then, and now he pump fakes. Yep. So that's that's what I'm going with for now. Um, but I just wanted to mention I've been I've been impressed with your no. And I was
1: I'm already was kind of thinking ahead to myself when we do awards in a little bit. Um, how I don't really want to know. I don't, we didn't give out a Coke machine last time, but I don't think anyone deserves a Coke machine. Everyone that's been playing has been playing their hearts out, yeah. and
0: and it's been tough situation. Like it has been very tough circumstances. They're, they're playing
1: big minutes. They've won two games. They've they've lost a couple too. They're playing 500 ball, but. Uh, these guys are playing their hearts out mm. and you'll get the starters last night and the game against San Antonio. The starters are all, all finished double figures. They all played big minutes. Uh, even Tristan Thompson has been playing well over the past couple of games as the starting center. So I am, um, I've been very pleased with what I've seen from the guys that are playing and are, are able to be on the floor. I have no complaints. Um, my only complaint is that COVID sucks. COVID's a bummer. And everyone knows that for more reasons than just a basketball game. But um, it it's the kings have done the best that they they've done the best they can um Tristan Thompson by the way he's fl- flirted with a double double in three straight games mm-hmm. 12 and 9 8 and 8 10 and 9 um so yeah everyone that's playing for the kings right now kudos Doug Christie kudos uh anything else you want to talk about on the current roster right now
0: no that's a, that's
1: that's i think we uh we touched it all okay then i guess we should shift into a little history a little history. Five years ago yesterday, Chris, did you watch uh, a Kings basketball game? I did. It was a uh, one of my favorites. Um, I'm trying to remember
0: where I was that game because I always get – let me not get ahead of it. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely remember um, it was one of DeMarcus Cousins' best performances as a King. Probably his second best performance as a King. I think he had Pretty a eventful. 55-20 against, uh, against the Hornets at one point. That? We, we we both brought
1: I that game? So, yeah, I can pull up the box score real quick here, just so we can have um, that. In but front the
0: game of us. that you and I are talking about specifically uh, was the game against Portland, in which Demarcus Cousins. I, I called it the full Demarcus Cousins experience. Um, Demarcus Cousins had fifty five points, so twelve rebounds. The full
1: the full stat line: fifty five points, seventeen of twenty eight field goals, sixty mm. percent. 5-of-8 three-pointers, 62%. 16-of-17 free throws, 94%. 14 rebounds, three blocks.
0: Eat your heart out, Hakeem. I love you, but... Wild. Sheesh. Wild. And that was uh, in a Sacramento Kings win, which they needed all of Demarcus's 55 points to get. Um, DeMarcus was... Uh, Famously ejected from that game for t- having two technicals. Runs off the court. What do you do to get the second technical? Uh, <laughs> Demarcus was uh, yelling at... A- after an and-one, he spins, gets gets fouled. Um, I don't think it was Myers Leonard. Myers was on the bench. Um, he was directing it at him, though. He gets fouled, gets the and-one, goes to the blazer bench, starts puffing his chest out, yelling... I'm the one, I'm, I don't know what he yells, but he's yelling something. His mouthpiece ejects from his mouth. Towards the bench. Towards the bench, in the direction of the bench. It's tough to, you know, even even all these years later, it is it is tough to say if whether it's intentional or not. It'd be a weird intentional thing to do, because why would you want your mouthpiece on the ground? But also... Not out of character. It seemed it's not out of character. I, I was a
1: big boogie fan. Oh, boogie, I defended Love the, that man. I defended the hell out of him. I still I, will too. I still day. will defend him because we'll I think get there. He, he belongs in a Kings Hall of Fame if they ever have hey. one. He's one of the best players in the franchise's history. I even if you don't like him, I don't care. I won't I won't hate or stand for your I argument. Don't care. I don't care. Um I that being said, I think he spit it out on purpose. Uh it just seemed like it was a very aggressive just, it seemed like his head just kind of like jolted forward, and just seen. It just seemed like I know it looks like people spit things. Yeah. You know, I've seen we we've spit. Everyone in the world has spit before. It looked like he spit, so he was ejected. Yeah. From they bring they bring
0: him back. They, which, yeah, they determined that it wasn't a or the refs decide that they don't believe that he did intentionally spit it out. So then they rescind the technical, which. Is strange. I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, because they, they did definitely give it to him. It's not. It's it. not like they were like, oh no, we didn't give it like or anything. You know, I don't even. They definitely assessed the technical. They ejected him, he and then ejected. Demarcus runs to the tunnel in a very Demarcusy way. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, a couple minutes go by. Demarcus then gets called back Scott to Moat. the court by Scott. Somebody Moat. go get Demarcus. Yeah. <laughs> Demarcus goes running back. I believe he hits the free throw. Kings win. All is dandy. He's a
1: game-winning block, too. Really, I the, don't uh, remember that part. They were up by, I think, three points, and he, he had he had a block. If if you're out there, just type in Demarcus Cousins, fifty-five points against the the Blazers. Um, are we gonna play the audio, or do you, should we not play the audio?
0: Um, I don't know if we have time to play the audio, but um, the post game post game audio, is... audio is iconic. It is my favorite Demarcus Cousins moment. Um, it's. If any true Kings fan is out there, they they will be able to say right ne- right after you do, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. It really is. It's getting ridiculous. That was light. That was light. There were so many sound there are. I mean, me and Frank use yes. those to each yes. other all the time. Like there's so much gold in like his minute, not even a minute cuz they cut off his mic after like 35 Wait, 40 did you see seconds. You Katie said yesterday yeah, she, she was like, this is they, like one of the best, funnest, DeMarcus she, moments ever. She
1: said that the mic didn't cut out. She said that, that – or they didn't cut the mic. The mic just cut. Like she said that they wanted they wanted to keep getting yeah. the sound, but the mic had been dying all day. And she said oh. that it cut out just at the, at the wrong time. But she said also it might have been the right time because it saved him some money because oh. I guess the end of it, she said, might have cost him some money. But she said that, yeah, we didn't, we didn't cut it. I don't know if I believe that or not. I don't believe that. You think that she's? Kind I don't of believe that saving saving um, yeah. They probably were like okay, cut it, cut yeah. it cut it, cut it, cut, it,
0: cut, I, it, cut I, it. I mean, I'm not I'm not calling Katie a liar, but I just I don't necessarily you ain't calling her a truther. I'm definitely not saying that that is maybe that's even what they told her.
1: Maybe, maybe. But uh,
0: I mean, you know, it does make sense that the mic. Was, I've I've as someone who deals with cameras and mics, I that is something that definitely happens. But um, um anyway, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 man, yes,
1: yes, man, yes. Happy anniversary uh, to our boy
0: DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, hopefully, one day we will see you back in Sacramento and Golden One Center. Whether that be playing when you're 35 years old and and just trying to you know make good, or maybe just maybe um, getting his number retired.
1: Hey, should hey. we talk
0: about that? Can we talk about this? Yeah, have Harrison, you heard about this? Bar-
1: Harrison Barnes following was it the Wizards game. Um, I think so. Yeah, he said. Hey, he's walking out of his media session and says, Hey, what do you guys think about DeMarcus Cousins? Should he have his number? Yeah, retired? It was after the Wizards game. And the media said, Yeah. We all said, Yeah. And HB said, Yeah, I do too. And all I'm, except for James Ham. Except for, well, James yeah. Ham's the only one who didn't say, Yeah. He said, No. He said, No. But the rest of us, said everybody yes.
0: else was resound, Like, it was not, there was no silent, like, it was an immediate yes. Absolutely. And
1: HB said, Yeah, too. And it yep. sounded like he said that he was on the minority in yes. the locker room. That he, he said, said Yes, he was, the,
0: he was the only one who was defending.
1: Which makes me kind of wonder why the current Kings in the locker room are saying no.
0: It's probably a winning thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be. It, 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 that's the only, I mean, obviously the character thing is is pretty big, but I don't think the players are talking like, oh, but he was not a nice guy. And so, you know, they won't ever retire. I think it's it's mainly a, uh, like, how would it look to have somebody who never made the playoffs
1: be have their number retired like it was it was something of significance but Well DeMarcus Cousins is t- top 10 all time in points points per game player efficiency field goals free throws rebounds uh defensive rebounds offensive steals blocks triple doubles usage value over replay he's top 10 in all these numbers I don't think you can really justify having him off If of- you go around the country right
0: now and you ask random NBA fans name Five Sacramento King, three. All-time. We'll say we'll say we'll we'll say four. We'll say four Sacramento like Kings Sacramento ever. Kings. Yeah, yeah, just Demarcus is going to be one he, of those four players. The point blank period, like it'll be one of them for yes. sure. Like people won't say they'll say Chris Webber for sure. Chris Webber. They'll Pe- maybe say Mitch. Maybe, Pe- uh, they probably he and I remind everyone Mitch Richmond also was on a lot of losing Kings teams. Yeah. I was not you know, I obviously was not watching a lot of those games, but I, I happen to know Mitch, I believe only made the playoffs once in his time here in Sacramento, which is one more time than DeMarcus cousins did, sure, but yeah, one it's, time it's I, if you're going to use winning as the argument for why Demarcus shouldn't be have his number retired, I just don't think that's fair its It's a player achievement. And the guy averaged like
1: 25 and 10 Chris, for like four years for you. Mitch Richmond and DeMarcus Cousins both played seven seasons for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Mitch Richmond making the playoffs one more time warrants him having his jersey retired. And they were out in the first round. I think also, like,
0: I think I watched probably like 90% of DeMarcus Cousins' career games. I don't think the losing was his fault. A lot of the time, sometimes for sure, like he would put him in some pretty bad situations with his attitude and with you know sometimes he would try and do too much. But like he was our only player. Like yes, we ended up getting Isaiah and Rudy, Rudy. but I mean the, the, it just wasn't you know that that the the team around him the was team, you know they were still playing Ben McLemore in the starting sucks. lineup. Quincy Acey was getting a lot of like there was so Jason Thompson for Lord's sake. Was was the starting power forward starting for, power most, forward of his, for most, most of boogies like and
1: those two just don't complement each other at all. If you so, want, if you want to come out and say, "Hey, he conducted himself on the floor in yes. a bad way," sure, I agree. I, I don't blame you. No yes. one should. Re- and Luka Doncic is, is a player who I can't stand to watch mm-hmm. for that that same reason. Right now, he's complaining every time. Are I'm
0: you born. trying to say Luka wouldn't have his number retired?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to yeah. that. What I'm saying is, you cannot sit there and say that Demarcus Cousins was not a very, very talented basketball player, mm-hmm. and you cannot say he is the reason why the Kings lost games every night yeah. from that time period. Yeah, he's just not. It's an organizational thing. It's it's a roster makeup thing. Pete mm-hmm. Alessandro drove that team into the ground, yeah. mind you, when they were starting turning around. Um, it's it's not Boogie's fault. It's not all Boogie's fault, and he gets too much blame. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we are we are we're Boogie we're team we're Boogie Boogie so. supporters,
0: and I just. You know, to to make reference to other teams, you and I think you were the one who mentioned this to me. Nick Carlson has his number retired by OKC. That's not that you know how one team decides to retire their jerseys is a universal thing, but worse players and random reasons have been given for people getting their numbers retired. I think the Celtics have like the first like fifteen numbers or something like that the retired. He retired like, Shaq's number. Yeah, and he
1: played there for uh, two that's, seasons. That's I think. It. Yeah. He did Maybe win a two?
0: ring, but... You yeah, know. but wasn't that D. Wade? He was. D. Wade was definitely the Finals MVP. He averaged like 35 a game in that in that Finals. Um, and it was not. It was not because of Shaq. And also, I mean, you don't have to look further than here. I don't... Vlade's number is retired not because of his play for the Sacramento Kings. It's, it's more of a what he means to he basketball in general. Teammate, and he was teammate. a great teammate and all that. But I would argue just on that team alone, like... If you're going to have – especially if you're going to have two. If you're going to have Vladdy and Peja. Or three. Weber. I think we've talked about – and Weber. We've talked about this. You have to have Mike Bibby. Bibby. Is it, There's it, no reason why Vladdy should be – have his number retired and moment. not have Mike Bibby's number Bibby retired. He has a moment.
1: A moment that if it was – if this, you could put the moment yeah. in, well, and in also the rafters, like they would.
0: He's also like a very clear like turning point for the – like once they made that move, once they traded J. Will for Bibby, which was a controversial move – that's when they really were like a serious, like finals contending team. That's when they became like, okay, these guys, not, you know, not narrative wise, they eventually played their way into that. But Bibby turned them into that, um, was part of, was a big, big part of that team being so great. And so I don't know, like, why are we also, we need to grade on a curve. We have not made the playoffs in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever, 15, 16 years.
1: We, beggars can't be choosers. Like, yeah.
0: if DeMarcus is our best player in the past 15 years, it's not his fault that nobody else made the playoffs either. No. And I'm not saying, I guess you can say. Mitch made it one time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's not fair.
1: Mitch made it one time. And people, I look, he's a Hall of Famer. and He was he one is. of the, the, the greatest guards of all time. We all know that. I'm I not would taking say, that away from him. I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that, People should stop looking down at DeMarcus Cousins averaging 27 and 12 and making yeah. the All-Star team four times as not enough. Yeah.
0: I was going to, and this is, I'm probably out of place of saying this, now but the, the, the Kings probably have, Mitch Richmond and Chris Webber are probably like, um, I don't know how to best explain it. I, Bill Simmons has a theory for like how the Hall of Fame should be built. It should be built like a pyramid, like the higher you go up, the better, like Michael Jordan's on the top floor and stuff like that. And like Magic Johnson, Kareem, all these guys are on the top floor. Like, the Kings have the most bottom-floor Hall of Famers that they could have. Like, Mitch Richmond and and C-Webb are two, like, yeah, like, yeah not- they were good for their era, but, like, are they, like, in 30 years? Am I going to tell Mike, like, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm going to have this, no, like, Chris Webber was, like, the fifth-best power forward at his, like, he wasn't better than Dirk, he wasn't better KG. than Tim Duncan, he wasn't better than KG, uh, and I just can't think of another one but uh there's somebody else I he might feel have like I'm to be top 4. You know, well, yeah, sure, he's top 4, but he's also the only one of those guys who doesn't have a ring.
1: Yeah, it's tough it might be tough and look, everyone that's a Kings fan needs to and take a deep breath. Yeah, I'm still, sorry. Yeah, no, no, but, me
0: included. Me included. No, but <laughs> but they understand that you
1: you have a point as far as we don't have a goat. Like Oscar Robertson Yes. didn't play, play. here. No, he did not. He 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 didn't play here. Uh he would played he played for for the, the Rochester Royals. I was going to say I think he was Rochester. Uh, so we don't have like a GOAT. No. We don't have a Oh Michael or Larry Bird or Kevin Durant even mm-hmm. or even Steph Curry for the Warriors now. Think, we don't we don't have
0: I was going to say Clyde Drexler even, but I guess Chris Webber might be like on that too. I was just trying to think like who's the yeah. Well, I uh, the Blazers at least have like Bill Walton and stuff, you and, know? Like And
1: Bill wasn't even that great either. He was yeah. more more so a college. Bill was one of the greatest college well, Bill players. Bill was ever,
0: ridiculous but, when he won the
1: championship. He just got hurt. Like <laughs> Damian Lillard hasn't won anything either and he's gonna be a guy that goes to the top of that list as well so yeah it's it's not an offensive thing to hear yeah hey chris weber and mitch richmond are not in that top of that pyramid yeah because they're just probably not going to be that player unless yeah. we make one <laughs> let's make it happen now yeah all right
0: well we are getting a sign that we have to wrap it up here so we're gonna we're gonna do a quick wrap here uh is there anything else we, we had to get to? Oh, we had to get to awards. We'll do awards real, real it's, quick, and then we'll get out. It's Tyrese. It's Tyrese. Tyrese, I, we're not supposed to do both, but Tyrese is definitely, the play, like just his play the past three games has been insane. Um, so glad to see him finally have this step, and maybe now people will will stop questioning, you know, is He's on he the making the second jump?
1: He's on the way. He's playing great. Let's see how it works when De'Aaron comes back. That's what we have to figure out. Um, but, hey, Kings are playing 500 basketball over the past 10 it's a little bit of a butter knife set, like I said, but you know, hopefully some better days are ahead. Yep. For Frankie Garnicelli, I am Chris
0: Watkins. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry for the quick wrap. Uh, we will be back soon, I believe, uh, early early next week or yep. later next Christmas. Week. I think we talk yes. to you. If we merry don't talk Christmas. to you by Christmas, definitely have a very merry Christmas. Hope you all uh, have a happy holidays as well. Happy holidays. Yes. Uh, for again, for Frankie Garnicelli, Chris Watkins. Bye bye.